see a lot of prayers in uh, Srimad Bhagavatam, starting from first canto onwards. Um, they exhibit their mood and um, uh, wonderfully glorify the Lord's name, pastimes, activities. So following in the footsteps of great devotees, we also can offer these prayers to the Lord for, his, for our own purification, for our own benefit. Dear Prahlad Maharaj is offering the prayers, begging the mercy from the Lord and uh, asking the benediction. So usually the prayers have glorification and um, specific request or um, a benediction. Hmm? But the Lord willing to give everything, but the, when we see these prayers, we, we see that how the devotees, how the pure devotees pray for only one thing, that is pure devotional service. Even though the Prahlad Maharaj is put into difficult situations and circumstances which we can't think of, but still he always prayed for the Lord, for devotional service, remembering the Lord. This is the nature of a devotee, he never accuses of the Lord. I am serving you, I am chanting your glories, I am doing your service, why you are giving suffering to me? Huh? We can see from the life of Pandavas, even the life of Prahlad Maharaj, never was a time that he accuses the Lord. I am doing so much for you, then why you are giving me so much suffering? In fact, uh, one of the theme, the Prabhupada has given lecture on this verse, in Mayapur, two times. So Prabhupada explains that a devotee's mood is, is always sees the reverses and the suffering of the condition which he encounters in his life as a mercy of the Supreme Lord. Hmm? By his past misdeeds, he has to suffer a lot. But because of the mercy of the Lord, he is only receiving a token. So Prabhupada gives an example of a father chastising his son. Uh, a father uh, chastising his son may sound like, you know, heavy, but is actually in favor of the son. Similarly, a devotee going through some hardships in life is nothing but the favor uh, bestowed, mercy bestowed on the devotee by the Lord. Of course, it is a very elevated platform. Then one can see the hands of the Supreme Lord in the most difficult situation in his life. That itself a great blessing. That if one able to see that, huh? that this is because just the mercy of the Lord. So here, even though Prahlad Maharaj is put into a lot of difficulties, but still, he is least 
are disturbed by the external conditions. Why? Because he is always remembering the Lord and he is always praying and connected with the Supreme Lord. And he is, not only that, he is also preaching to his classmates. How you can also become a great Vaishnava? So we can see that the consciousness of Prahlad Maharaj is compassionate, not just thinking about himself um, and always thinking about the Lord. In the midst of Asura family and uh, all the demons, uh, very um, contradicting with nature, the circumstances, the situation, the time, everyone was trying to kill him and then he is trying to save everyone. Uh, it's quite uh, interesting. And then the contrasting you see, Hiranyakashipu, he had everything. All the material facilities. The demigods are fear seeing him. He had conquered the all the world, all the three worlds basically. Uh, he was the greatest of the all demon. He was the king. Uh, he had everything in his disposition. But just one person made his life miserable, Prahlad Maharaj. <laughs> this is the envy. You can see that he couldn't able to take this personality, that Prahlad Maharaj. He couldn't able to stand. So, it's like, uh, for example, when we are... Uh, when we have all the reason to think about God or Krishna, when we can have the reason to uplift our consciousness and Krishna consciousness and then we get some wound or some cut or some uh, bad thing happen to our body, right? So then our whole consciousness is bogged down to that wound. We only think about that. Oh, my hand should be protected, no one should hit, I should put a band-aid. Oh, it's so painful. We are constantly thinking about that small wound. Probably it goes for days, depending upon what we get. Not saying bad. We, we, we can see how our consciousness is changed. You know? We see the demons. Uh, they are constantly thinking about the Krishna. Kamsa was constantly thinking about Krishna. What is Krishna? What is going to do? Huh? But unfortunately, in a very unfavorable situation or condition. Similarly, here Hiranika Shipu is constantly thinking about Prahlad Maharaj. But probably this would be our goal also, if you really think. We are constantly meditating upon the pure devotee and the Supreme Lord, right? But it's just that it became unfavorable. They want to kill. He want to kill Prahlad Maharaj. Can you believe? 
he was constantly thinking about prahlad maharaj this i want to kill i want to kill vishnu i want to kill narsimha dev i want to kill prahlad maharaj so materialistic materialistic means it's like that it's duality so prabhupada explained anything bad is material anything good is spiritual huh you see here in material world everything is bad and in the spiritual world everything is good why why material world everything is bad because in the material world we want to use everything for our own sense gratification that's why it is bad but in the spiritual world everything revolves around krishna one's endeavor one's quality one's skill ability everything they put in the service of krishna which is bhakti what is bhakti that we can able to employ our senses in the service of krishna that is bhakti so in the material world there is duality good and bad so here the lord is furious and angry he is su durasadam very difficult to approach why because manyu samrambam in a completely angry mood the lord is exhibiting such a ferocious angry mood and what we do we worship that in material world no one worship if someone shows angry do you can try it at home maybe try you show your most ferocious angry towards your partner what will happen you will see newton's law equal and opposite reaction isn't it more ferocious so this quality of anger lust greed in the material world it is condemned it is a a lower grade quality lower grade quality low class qualities we can say by why because by exhibiting this quality one is one consciousness is brought down to bodily platform right but where these qualities are coming from janma desya ataha there is only one source all the quality all the manifestation krishna saying aham sarvasya prabhavo mata sarvam pravartate that it either be spiritual material whatever you see it is all emanating from that supreme lord Hmm. krishna so it is said that 
the religious or the dharma or the good qualities are emanating from the front of the Lord and the bad qualities are emanating from the back side of the Lord. But Krishna, when he's exhibiting this quality, for example, Krishna is stealing the butter. Then we have a temple, Makanchor. Huh? We celebrate and worship the greatest thief, which is not we don't see in the material world. Yeah. A greatest thief is not worshipped in the material world. Imagine you stealing something. Depends. If you are in the Gulf countries, if you steal, what they happen? They'll chop your hand, right? Hmm? If you steal, depending upon what, the severity of the punishment is so great, actually. <laughs> you might lose your life also. We don't know. In the material world, it is a perverted reflection. When Krishna is stealing butter, it enhances the bliss of the devotee. It enhances the devotion. When Krishna will come and steal my butter, this is the mood of gopis. Take about, think about lust. There is a spiritual lust, huh? sensual attraction towards the Lord, which is celebrated as the highest of a, a relationship or a position of a greatest devotee who can be with the Lord. Vrajavadus are the gopis who are exhibiting their spiritual lust. Even in nectar of devotion, the raganuga or the, the devotion by spontaneity, either by sensual attraction or by relationship, they give the example of the gopis, Nanda Maharaj, Yashodamai, and they use this word lust, but then very cautiously Rupa Goswami explained that one should not confuse with the materialistic lust. So Bhagavad Gita, we know there is a definition of lust. Kama Yesha, Krodha Yesha, Rajaguna, Bhava, Samud Bhava, right? What is lust? When the pure love of a living entity, which is exhibited towards Krishna in the spiritual world, when it comes down to this material world, it is transformed into lust. Exactly like the milk, when it comes with the tamarind, it converted into yogurt. Yeah. So the lust is nothing but a perverted reflection of that original love which we have for Krishna. So the lust is glorified. The spiritual lust is glorified. Now coming back, anything material is bad, but when it is used in the service of Krishna, it is good. Huh? So as long as the material things or the matter which is employed in the service of Krishna is spiritual. Example, our body. Right? You take anything. This is our philosophy. Huh? It is getting spiritualized. Prabhupada gives the example of the iron rod. The iron rod is placed in the, in the fire. And 
by just by time the iron rod start acting like fire it develops the quality of the fire it is no more iron rod it is fire similarly <coughs> excuse me when a matter employed in the service of krishna it is getting is spiritual revived the spiritual thing is revived it becomes spiritual and um, our body our senses as long as we are engaging the senses in the service of krishna we are safe that is called self control what is the control because how can you control senses it is impossible it is impossible the, the material energy is always alluring us our senses are venomous snake our mind is material the three modes of material nature we are interacting every day in day out right we are dealing with all sorts of people coming exhibiting the qualities from three modes of material nature దేవీయేషు గుణమాయి మమమాయా దురత్యయ మాం ఏవై ప్రపద్యంతే మాయమేతం తరంతి దే కృష్ణ సేయింగ్ యు ఫర్గెట్ ఇట్ ఇట్స్ ఇంపాసిబుల్ ఫర్ యూ టు ఓవర్కమ్ దిస్ మోడ్స్ వాట్ యూ టాకింగ్ యు ఆర్ అన్ ఇన్సిగ్నిఫికెంట్ జీవా ట్రైంగ్ టు లాడ్ ఓవర్ దిస్ మెటీరియల్ ఎనర్జీ దిస్ మెటీరియల్ ఎనర్జీ ఈజ్ మై ఎనర్జీ ఈజ్ డివైన్ ఇట్ ఈస్ డిఫికల్ట్ ఇట్ ఈస్ too difficult actually what's the hope the hope is that when we can able to engage our senses that to the degree we can able to engage our senses constantly in the service of krishna this is our goal very simple you employ all the senses in the service of krishna otherwise you are in the service of maya there is only either this or that there is no gray line black or white you are meant to serve so either you serve krishna or you are forced to serve maya simple there is no uh, uh, rocket science so when you do that then it is good so then then comes the question this is the material material world everything is bad yes if you used for your sense gratification so then comes a devotee then he is not worried whether he is in this world whether he is in the palace of hiranyakashipu whether he is in the hellish planet or vaikuntha because for him everything is an exhibition of the lords energy and he is trying to use in the service of krishna so isha vashyam idam sarvam eh? everything is owned and controlled by that lord who is a supreme controller krishna and he is employing in the service of krishna so then it become good then it become spiritual now okay this is one way of seeing so seeing the material aspect as good when it is employed in the service of krishna all these qualities 
So these qualities can be used in the service of Krishna. How can these qualities, which is very um, low-grade qualities, this is not a recommendation for a neophyte devotee. Initial stage, oh yeah, I will use lust, I will use anger in the service of Krishna. It has to be done very cautiously, under the guidance of a bona fide spiritual master actually. So here, Narottam Das Thakur, in his Prem Bhakti Chandrika, is giving the solution. How can one use the service? Kama, Kama Krishna Karma Karmarpane. He is saying Kama, lust. How can we use lust in the service of Krishna? Krishna Karmarpane. That one can engage lust by offering it in Krishna's service. One is, one is uh, lusting for Krishna's service. Uh, I want to do Krishna's service. This is lust, right? Lust is what? That manifestation of an intense desire to enjoy something independent of Krishna. Right? If you are bogged down, that your, you, your consciousness is filled with only you. Me, I and me and mine. You can't see anything. Everything is like blacked out. You can only see the object of enjoyment. And you are constantly lament, I mean, hankering for that. You know, very mode of passion. Intense desire, isn't it? So one is desiring for service for Krishna. Imagine you are always thinking, when will I serve Krishna? When will be? Then what happen? You will look for the opportunity to serve Krishna, and you are constantly enthused to grab the opportunity for service of Krishna. What is the opposite of that? You, some or other, you avoid the opportunity of service of Krishna. This is very bad. Right? We justify our position for not doing the service. We, some or other, sneak out. That means you are using your intelligence in a lusty way. Krishna says, mind, senses and intelligence are the seating places of the lust. When you plan, when you um, execute of desire to serve Krishna, then you are employing the lust in the service of Krishna. But at the same time, when you try to avoid the service of Krishna and only thinking about your own enjoyment and you are planning your everything in that spectrum, then you you are caught by the material lust which is going to cover you. Like smoke covered the fire, right? Mirror covered by the dust and the embryo covered by the womb. See? What the, what the lust does? The lust actually, it will burn your knowledge. 
it will burn your knowledge lust is compared to the fire right it will burn down all your knowledge especially the spiritual knowledge you would have learned again and again we have been reminded i am not this body i am the spirit soul my position is jeevera what is it jeevera swarupa hoy krishnera nitya das i am an insignificant servant but this knowledge are gone in the window memory is lost all the good memory good advice good instruction everything is lost and you are just bogged down to this consciousness of me and my body so the last can be employed in the krishna service one is desiring one is anchoring one is wanting i want service i want service think about our initial days in our krishna consciousness right we are just uh, uh, accept anything and everything in the service of, right we don't ask much question right we only bo- worried oh can i get service the initial phases of our krishna consciousness we are open to service i am free right we go to we we, we um, so that's why you know when 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 we are what is that utsahan nishchayat dhairyat yeah utsahan nishchayat dhairyat interesting actually when rupa goswami says when a devotee very enthusiastic uh, sometimes when we are very enthusiastic about the service but we don't know how to do the service it's going to be a blunder uh, like we are enthusiastic about cooking sometime but we don't know cooking your enthusiasm is not going to give a perfect conducive progressive environment for your bhakti to grow right at the same time if you lack enthusiasm but only patient you will miss the opportunity to serve right so there is enthusiasm patient and then in between there is confident uh, your enthusiasm has to be there at the same time you have to equip yourself to do the service properly submissive inquiry rendering humble service uh, you can't be just enthusiastically oh yeah i will do i will do yeah i will go into the altar and do the aarti if you don't know how to do the aarti and if you are enthusiastic it's not going to be pleasing to the vaishnavas and krishna so your enthusiasm is there in the initial phase uh, but it has to be guided by the spiritual master with the confidence with the, you know inquire submissively that's a everything has to be perfectly balanced your enthusiasm your patience your confidence 
tat tat karma pravartanat you need to follow the regulative principle you need to follow the regulative principles of devotional service sangatyaga sato vritti you to give up the association of the materialistic people non devotees and follow the footsteps of the great vaishnavas and acharyas then it is conducive superciditi then he is saying what he is saying krodha bhakta dveshi jane uh, anger anger is i will direct towards those who are envious of the devotees uh, and the lord so here we can see uh, i think a famous example is anuman who burned the lanka in the service of krishna in the service of ram another example is arjuna who actually used his anger in the battlefield of kurukshetra hmm. so the lord is also reciprocating anger uh, whole bhagavad gita whole kurukshetra war because why because the lord is upset on the activities of the kauravas against the pandavas the lord doesn't want to forgive that yeah uh, he wants to wipe out all these weeds in the paddy field unwanted righteous rulers krishna want yudhishthira maharaj as the king and he is bent upon that he has to rule i will remove all this obstacle bhishma karna drona duryodhan everyone is wiped out so krishna is showing that he is reciprocating i will protect my devotee o arjuna boldly declare name bhakta pranashyati that my devotee will not perish here the same the lord the whole past time of narsimhadevan prahlad maharaj is nothing but is an exhibition of the lord protecting the the devotee prahlad at every stages of his life the lord is protecting the devotee and the devotee is completely dependent on the lord for the protection then what loba sadhu sanga hari katha i will be greedy to hear the topics of hari in the association of devotees so hearing it's our it's our first step in spiritual life if we lack motivation if we lack kind of uh, spiritual grip in our life very simple hear lectures of great vaishnavas hear the lecture of prabhupad uh, so many lectures available at this moment we constantly hear from uh, the bhagavatam hmm? other books bhagavad gita the lectures of spoken we we we, we develop you know here he says greedy to hear the topics of harikatha in the association of devotees then what moha ishta labha vine i will feel illusion without achieving my worshipable lord see if i am not able to achieve the lord that is my illusion 
I should, I should be feeling illusioned if I'm not able to achieve my worshipable Lord. Then what? Madha Krishna Gunagane. Uh, I will be maddened while singing the glories of Krishna. Right? In this way, I will engage these enemies in their proper place. See? Narottam Dastakur saying, I will engage lust by offering it in Krishna's service. Anger I will direct towards those who are envious of the devotees. I will be greedy to hear the topics of Hari in the association of devotees. I will feel illusion without achieving my worshipable Lord. I will be maddened while singing the glories of Krishna. So here, <coughs> we try our level best to use hmm. we keep it simple hmm. just follow four regulative principles serve Krishna so then these material qualities are used in the service of Krishna then become spiritual hmm. this is a, this is a sadhana bhakti always thinking of Krishna Engaging in the service of Krishna, following the rules and regulation which is given by the previous acharyas. This is our sadhana bhakti. So when the material quality and material thing used in the service of Krishna, it becomes spiritual. We should not be doing the other way. We should not be doing the other way. When a spiritual emotion is shown by the pure devotees and then we take it as a material, it becomes sagajya. We should be careful. The dealings of gopis with Krishna, the dealings of Krishna with the eternal associates of Vraja, it's not material, it's not mundane, it, even though it apparently look like material. That's why Prabhupada always caution and Keep reminding and repeating us, don't go to 10th canto directly. Step by step, there are 9 cantos before that. Even in the 10th canto, there are 29 chapters, that is Rasalila, it's in the middle. We don't jump into the pastimes of, intimate pastimes, esoteric pastimes of Krishna, because we, it's just that time we take it as a mundane affair of a man and a woman in this material world. Then what happened? You are making the spiritual emotions, spiritual qualities, which is exhibited by the eternal associates of the Lord, as just a material, you are just becoming Sahajya. Sahajya means everything, making everything as material or spiritual into material. Hmm. So this will, this will make us uh, cheap. This will make us cheap when we, when we are trying to see the eternal pastimes of the Lord in a material vision, with a material telescope or material glass. You will prone to commit offenses. It's not going to help your devotion anyway. It is only going to add fire or fuel to your material lust. Take it cheap. So we should be very careful that we don't develop this Sahajya mentality. That 
that everything that we even Krishna also warned in Bhagavad Gita. Avajananti Mamuda Manusham Tanum Ashritaha. That fools deride. Fools actually, they don't know. When they come as a human being, they think, oh, he is just like one of us. He is just like a, a politician. He is just like one of our uh, king. So this is this is this is a pitfall. The jiva trying to take the position of the the Lord. That's why we are here. The jiva, the spark, trying to become a fire, and it falls down. So we should not be doing the other way, that seeing the spiritual emotion, feelings and the qualities which is exhibited by the eternal associates and the inhabitants of Vrindavan, they are greatest devotee, and then we take that and compare to our dealing in this material world. We take, oh, just like us, just like me, oh, I can also do this. You will get into Sagajya mentality. Then you will take spiritual life cheap. We see in Vrindavan, people, you know, we have to follow the footsteps of gopis, but we are not to imitate the gopis. So they dress like gopis. And they dance. It's not the body one has to understand. It's a siddha, it's a perfected stage. It is the siddha rupa or your perfected stage, your spiritual body, it's not, your material body you cannot take anywhere. Forget about taking to the spiritual world. Your material body, you're going to leave it here for the jackals, for the dogs, for the worms. It's going to convert into ashes, which is bad. The material is, everything is bad, right? So the material body is bad. There's nothing going to be beneficial. So how can we take this material body and we think, oh, I'll become, I'll dress like Gopi, I'll dress like, you know, the inhabitants of Vrindavan, uh, I'll exhibit the emotions, uh, cheap. So we should be careful. Huh? We should be following the regulating principles of devotional service. Uh, we, do, we do our sadhana and then slowly we progress in the path of devotional service where we are spontaneously, we are attracted, we are desiring in to follow the footsteps of the, the residents of Vrindavan. Uh, is the highest stage of bhakti. We are not able to control our mind and senses. Forget about the highest stage. Let us come to the understanding that I am not this body. This itself takes ages and lifetime. That time to understand, I am not this body, I am a spirit soul. So we should be careful. So here, <coughs> even the greatest demigods, they are fearful to go in front of the Lord. But the devotee, he is not fearful. Here they are pushing, Prahlad Maharaj, you go. Because why? Krishna is pure, he is like the fire. 
to deal with the fire one has to be fire otherwise you will get with burned uh, Prabhupada explained that Krishna can be approached when one is pure here Prahlad Maharaj he is, he is affectionate or if he is he is having that affection towards the Lord who is fear personified uh, but he is not he is not affected by any dualities or he doesn't have any traces of material qualities or he doesn't have anything selfish agenda right because he is beyond this duality for the demigods they are fearful of Hiranyakashipu and they want Hiranyakashipu to die so that they can go back to their abode so they had some kind of agenda in the Lord to come and appear it's not devotion, one should understand. So when there is no devotion and there is some kind of Mishra Bhakti, then we are a little bit having that guilty consciousness to be present in front of the Lord because we are not pure yet. Of course, it's the initial stage that one has to start somewhere, the devotion can be kind of mixed Bhakti, that's fine. But that's not our goal, that we remain in the mixed bhakti and we perform devotional service with our hidden agenda. Right? One has to, we give up that, one has to give up. At one point, one has to introspect, one has to think, why I am doing bhakti, why I am doing this? What is the goal? What I am trying to achieve out of this? Am I doing a business transaction with the Lord? Am I getting some mystic power, yogic siddhis? Am I interested in liberation and trying to achieve moksha? No. One has to see. So there, here, the, the demigods, the greatest of the demigods, the Brahma, Shiva, everyone who is feared, they don't want to go in front of the Lord because they don't know what to do. They are seeing this fearful form. But Prahlad Maharaj, he, for him, the Supreme Lord, is so attractive. Yeah. He is approaching and he is praying. So we are going to hear the beautiful verses and glorification of the Lord straight from the heart of a pure devotee, Prahlad Maharaj, which is, which we are going to see this in this verse. And yeah. So I'll stop here and see if anyone has any correction, comments and questions on what we discussed today on this verse. Here your mic here. Hare Krishna Prabhuji, thank you for the nice class. Prabhuji, you mentioned when we do a service, we develop attachment for the Lord. But Prabhu, we see sometimes when we are stuck to a particular service and we are doing it every day, we become more attached to the service instead of becoming attached to the Lord. So how do we understand this? Hmm. There is a difference there that one is attached to the service or one is attached to that he is doing the service. <laughs> when we are attached to the service, we always want to give best to the Lord. 
so we are not worried whether I do the service or someone do the service. We are, we are worried that the service has to go. But if it is, one is attached to the service, the way only, the way how he wanted that service, then is a problem. The way I wanted, that's how that has to be done, service. Maybe, maybe right in circumstances, but it is generally not the right way. We have to see what is best for the service, what is best for Krishna. So even if someone is giving a suggestion or someone is doing the service better than you, you should be happy that Krishna is receiving the best. This is a mood of Vrindavan that everyone is not competing that, high, that you know, Krishna has to be only for me. They are competing that everyone wants to serve that Krishna should be happy. So generally a very rare occasion that we get the service what we want to do. It is very rare. We usually don't get. If you get, you should be thankful and grateful to Krishna. There is also need of service that you are asked to do certain service which you don't like. So you have to balance both. And eventually you will end up doing what you like to do for Sir Krishna. But still, you should be doing whatever you are asked to do in a good frame, mind frame or in a good consciousness. So if you think you are attached to service, then do some menial service. So there are many other services are there. So you can do that. Isn't it? Thank you, Prabhupada. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. Hare Krishna Prabhu. Thank you for explaining uh, how to use uh, lust, greed, anger in Krishna service. Prabhu, can you please elaborate how can we use um, pride, uh, madness, illusion yeah. in the service of Krishna? In Aratam Dastekar, madness means that you are, you are singing the glories of the Lord, you get maddened. <laughs> we see sometimes devotees exhibiting that in Harinam, right? <laughs> They're mad. Pride actually, it's, you know, it's not mentioned there. But one should be proud that he is Krishna's servant. Uh, that's a true pride, true false ego, right? Sorry, true ego. There is a false, not true false ego. <laughs> true ego and false ego. Right? What is a true ego? That he is taking pride that he is a servant of Krishna. Like, like some people take pride, you know, like I am the CEO of this company. What is like, you know, like some material, some company and they tell, oh, I am this, this, you know. We should be proud that I am the servant of Krishna. Right? We should be telling that I am Krishna's servant, I am a lover of God. So that's a real pride for a devotee. Uh, and use and act in that way. Uh, so that is a real use of true ego. Right? One has to, we cannot give up ego. Uh, but we should be, we should not have a, a low esteem that I am a devotee of Krishna. Uh, he is the most exalted position one can achieve in this human form of life, that he is a servant of Krishna. 
we, that's our real pride, isn't it? So that we can, we can preach to people. Right? When you have that pride, then you can present yourself as who you are, and then you tell other people, you are, you are illusion, you are in Maya. You're thinking you are the great CEO, CFO, or the president, or uh, you know, whatever. You're trying to serve the nation or your family, but the real serving is you need, you are the soul, you are, a, you are Krishna's property, right? You should identify yourself as a Krishna servant. That's a real goal or the real designation of a person. Other rest all are illusion, rest all just it will go away, it will go away. So this is a real, so we should be proud that I am Krishna servant. That's a real way of, you know, that's only way you can be pride of true ego. Otherwise you cannot be proud, what can you be proud of? Nothing belongs to you anyway. So. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Prabhu, how how do you understand your, when you are chanting? Your that's also a service. Um, yeah. How do you uh, like accept it? Like sometimes you're chanting and doing nothing. It's like uh, you have a meeting with your manager. How do you understand that's a part of the work? It is a part of the work. When you're having a meeting with manager. Yeah. Because that's where you're going to have an intimate talk and what you're going to do and you're going to ask some question, you're going to ask some discussion, what you're going to do the rest of the day and things like that. Right? Similarly, chanting is a time where you have personal time with Krishna, you are begging for service, you're really trying to focus your mind. Right? This is your time, so this is your service. Uh, this, is your, this, is your, this is your service to your soul. This is a time where you are really trying to absorb yourself in the holy name. Uh, so, you have to take it very seriously. Like exactly like you're going to have an important meeting or appointment with one of the company manager, how serious you will be. You take it really seriously. Every day notes, you take it down. Every appointment, you record the meeting, minutes meeting, this, that, everything. Right? Similarly, this is your meeting with Krishna. You take it very seriously. Right? This is a time where Krishna is going to reciprocate with you. Uh, you're going to chant, you're going to call, you're going to think. Because your mind is going to go everywhere, all over the place. You're going to bring everything, oh my God. Isn't it? So you feel you should be humbled. With chanting, you, you should be praying to Krishna. You should be really begging because it's not possible otherwise. Without the mercy of Krishna, you cannot able to hear the holy name. So we should be very much serious about chanting. Really take it serious and, you know, give a quality time and whatever time you can give, able to, you can able to be there. You can be there, like, it's like you are, you are very attentive in a meeting like that. So take it seriously, then understand that this is, this is what going to get me through. This chanting, you have to develop some taste, you have to put effort, you have to put some endeavor, you have to put, otherwise, uh, this, this is what you're going to save. Chanting your holy name, your chanting Japa, this is what you're going to save you at the darkest moment of your life. Very simple, simple. Because rest all, 
everything everything comes from chanting right every whatever spiritual progress whatever spiritual position advancement everything comes from chanting right and if you are not able to uh, get some kind of grip or a taste or you know uh, looking forward to chanting then um, we will lose interest in everything right if everything is taken out from you right like you not able to even follow four regulatory principle or something but if you have taste for chanting you can come back right? it's like the live wire you can always have safety net so chanting is our uh, only hope actually if you really see so take it seriously and uh, uh, every day otherwise it becomes mechanical it becomes uh, very dry so your your chanting should be you know at least chanting should be serious mm. okay we'll stop here thank you very much everyone for patiently listening kantra shrimad bhagavatam ki jai shila prabhupad ki jai krishna thank you for playing the madanga sorry i caught you Ah, uh, is it?